Hey ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Herbert here, Elon Daily. It's Friday, December 6th. Yeah, I think I forgot to say that the last couple of times. It's a bit upsetting. Hey, back from Vegas, got to tell you a couple of things about the Vegas trip. So I told you about the fast charging. What, what? That was the bomb. But, uh, you know, the autopilot on the way back, again, sensational. It wasn't raining this time. And it's sort of the perfect drive for autopilot because there's a lot of straight lines and well-marked roads. And again, I basically drove from Vegas to LA without ever having to do anything except getting off and supercharging once just to get myself a bit more juice. But it's really, really good under those circumstances. Now, there was one time that it got super foggy, like scarily foggy. And I moved right over to the right-hand lane, the slow lane here in the US, and slowed right down, even though people were whipping by me. But you couldn't see more than like 20 feet in front of you. So I slowed right down and then I got the beep, 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 beep. And autopilot said, I can't help you, brother. I can't see a thing. Which is interesting, right? Because, well, it's interesting on a number of levels. I thought that was appropriate of autopilot because probably the appropriate thing to do was to be driving at five miles an hour. And um, I was probably doing 20 miles an hour and other people were doing 70 miles an hour. Did I tell you this story in the past? I was When I was a kid in London or in England... Same situation, and my dad was driving slower and slower, and everybody was just whipping by us at 80 miles an hour. You couldn't see a thing. And then we turned off, and then we watched the nightly news, and there was a 200-car pileup. Yeah, that's how that happens. You shouldn't drive that fast when it's foggy. But anyway, it's appropriate that autopilot said, look, I can't see. This is ridiculous. But does that mean that you're never going to have level four, level five autonomy because a human could drive in those circumstances. You just have to drive really slow because you've only got, you know, a very short visual field. So if I had just gone slower, would it have kicked in? Or is this an argument for something like LiDAR? Now, I don't actually understand LiDAR very well, but can it see through fog better than optics? And if it can... Does that mean that this is a place where LiDAR would actually be better than optics? Or can you set up your optics so that you can also see through dense fog? And when I say optics, my understanding is that LiDAR is optical. It's just pulsed. Whereas what Elon keeps saying is that they're using passive optics. You know, the light that's out there already is coming into the camera and they're working out. Anyway, I don't know. I'm asking you. Lots of smart people out there listening to the show. Tell me. Because I don't know. I'm just saying people shouldn't drive fast when it's foggy. Oh, and I'll tell you my trick. I know people who drive in fog all the time probably have a good trick. There was a gigantic semi-trailer that was right behind me. And so I was driving so slow, he ran around me. And then I thought, well, he's, he's clearing the road for me. So I stayed so that I could see his back taillights at a far enough distance that if he hit another truck that had just jackknifed, I'd be able to stop in time. So he was basically uh, my wingman, as it were. I know, smart, right? Yeah! It only lasted for a few miles and then it was gone. But, you know, I'm a genius. And Model Y, I don't know. Have you ever heard about Model Y? Yeah, I think you have. Deutsche Bank is now saying that they believe that deliveries are going to start in Q1. That's right, quarter one. Like next year, which is 26 or 27 days away. And they are saying this for the same reasons that other people have been saying it, that they're got the inside track that uh, there's all these parts suppliers saying that they've been asked to crank up the parts for Model Y, like huge amounts. And so will we really see volume production in Q1? 
I'm going to say no. And I'm going to tell you why I'm going to say no. I think we're actually might start to see sort of that pre-production stuff happening. You know, people who work for the company, super special people, that kind of thing might start to see uh, this happen. But I think that they're really production constrained right now on Model 3. And I say that because I was supposed to get, you know, a two-week delivery on my Model 3 about six weeks ago now. And there is no sign of it. Well, there is sign. They keep sending me a little email every few weeks saying, well, make sure you do this. And I've already done it. Make sure you do that. And we're going to call you soon and tell you to come pick it up. And I've got some other friends who are getting sort of just before the year ends delivery. And they're saying the same thing. What was supposed to have taken two weeks, they are more than a month or six weeks away from that date. So I think that they're going to have a huge quarter. And I think that they're production constrained. So I'm not sure how they're going to crank up volume production of Model Y early next year. They need another tent. They need to stick up another tent if they can't keep up right now. And yes, Chinese Gigafactory is going to help this a lot. And in 2021, maybe the Berlin Gigafactory 4 will be up and that will help sort of for European stuff. But I just think they're not going to be able to do Model Y in volume until the Chinese factory just takes that burden away from them and they throw up another uh, tent or something because it really seems like they're a little behind again. Now, do you know Model X? Yeah, that's right. The Tesla Model X. You know about that little puppy, right? And it made sort of history here in the US where it received a five-star safety rating, which I believe, I believe was the first time that an SUV like or SUV crossover had ever gotten a five-star rating. Well, they've just pulled it off in Europe as well. So today, Tesla says we are excited to announce that they got a five-star rating from the European New Car Assessment Program, Euro NCAP, which evaluates a car's safety assistant features and its ability to protect adults and children and vulnerable road users. So it got the perfect score. It got eight out of eight, and so it got a five-star rating, and everybody's happy. And so we know this. It's just a reminder that there's many reasons to buy a Tesla whether it's S or X or 3, and hopefully Y and Cybertruck, and that is safety. These are safe cars. They have huge crumple zones. Tesla has done a really good job of this. And i got to tell you, I just think that that's a really good reason to buy a car. So many, you know, about 40,000 people die in the United States alone from car crashes. And if you're in a really safe car, you can reduce your probability of that. It is interesting about the physics. Again, I think we've talked about it many times, that just the way human bodies works and physics works, if you can take somebody who's going 60 miles an hour and hit a wall, if you can make that crumple zone just disperse some of that energy over a little bit longer, a fraction of a unit time longer, then the forces that are applied to the human drop substantially. And that's why that big crumple zone in the front in particular gives you a, a lot of room to disperse that energy over just a little bit extra time. Significantly reduces your chance of terrible things like you know thoracic aortic dissections and all these other bad things that can happen from rapid deceleration. So Tesla, good on you. If you can afford one, just for the safety reasons, it's a great car. Although we have been talking about the fact that the Cybertruck is probably going to be really good for people in the truck, probably really bad if you're not in the truck and you get hit by that truck. It's probably going to be bad. And lastly for today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and the girls, Tesla, not Tesla, SpaceX, sorry, uh, related but not the same, SpaceX fired up a little rockety rocket uh, to the uh, space station and they stuck the landing. 
I don't know yet, because it's a little early, how uh, the rest of that mission went, but they certainly uh, got the rocket to come back and land again. They have done this, I think, 20 times now, and it never gets old. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Mel Herbert. The show is Elon Daly. It's part of Talking Tesla, a network of shows, a network of shows. And for the patrons this weekend, I'm going to send you a little something-something about my trip to Vegas, all right? Should be a patron. Oh, they get so much great stuff. Herbert out.